Thanks. Thanks, Dorothy. How are we all? Hey, thanks for having me. There's no pressure or anything. I'm glad it's a long weekend. But then Dorothy was telling me that people can go back and watch this online. So I better be a good boy. So Lyndon, Lyndon's my name now. Some of you know me from, I'm a Connect Group leader, so I regularly have a group of young people at my house with Andrea and then we, that we um, support each other. And to, tonight I did want to talk about the greatest race. And in the Bible, there's, there's, there really is a racing theme, especially when we're talking about the Apostle Paul. So I'm hoping that everyone gets something out of this. And the main point is I want you to be encouraged. So how about we open in prayer? Lord, thank you for tonight. Thank you that we can come to you. Thank you that we can come before you. Thank you that we can, we can actually uh, hear your word. We're free to do that. I just ask that your Holy Spirit would uh, speak and that we would actually hear your voice in this wherever we're at. In your name, amen. Now, I need to have a, um, a disclaimer here. I often do this with my connect group. I often come up with this uh, scripture, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 13. And it says, All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. And we need to, whenever we look at the Bible, whenever we're meditating on the Bible, whenever we're reading, we need to keep that in mind. This isn't just a book made up random people. This is actually God's word. And you see, Paul, he was an expert in all things scripture. He knew the Torah. He knew about the prophets in the Old Testament. As a young child, he grew up learning scripture. And something changed when he met Christ. And his, his, on, in the final analysis of, of the scriptures, that's what he said. So next, uh, we're going to break it up a little bit because we want to get on the racing theme. That's my disclaimer done, okay? But now I want to get on to the racing theme. So check this video out. And I'm hoping you'll see some interesting parallels with your life, life in general, and the Christian life. So let's watch this. I'll be back in a second. Wow. So it was a strange story. So you saw the, you saw the world stage, Mexico. What year was that? Oh, I've only got three photo folks. <laughs> Who said it first? Who said 1968 first? Who was the winner? You won't remember that. Yeah. Oh, another. Well done. Who came last? Oh! One over there. I don't even know if you're right, but I'll give it to you. One of my supporters. But yeah, you saw the lights, the world stage, 42-kilometre marathon, the last race of the Olympics. We saw the winner. You saw Mamo Waldi. He started and finished the race. He won. His time was two hours, 20 minutes. We saw those pulling out, 18 of them. Do you remember their names? 
They weren't mentioned in the video. One winner, 18 pulled out. The last one over the finish line created an amazing story coming last. In fact, he drew back attention. People would have gone home thinking they knew who really won. This is like our lives. That our lives and the kingdom of God is actually quite different to normal racing. You know, at 19 kilometres, it's easy to watch this, but he took a hard fall. He actually dislocated his knee. He dislocated his knee. He fell hard on his shoulder. And it, w- it would have been um, what we call... Um, um, when a dislocation is um, self-resolved, it's, it's put back into place. When that happens, there's a lot of swelling, there's a self-reduced, there's a lot of pain. And he would not have been able to run with that dislocated knee. He would have had to stop. And in that time, he had to stop, evaluate things, make a decision, strap the knee. The, the patella would have been put back in Maybe he did to himself, and he's back running. So this is very similar to us in the Christian life who are in this race. And I'm using choice words here because not everyone is in the, in the race where we're in a race where we have faith. So we're going to look at some more, some more scriptures from Paul. So the first one was from Paul. All of them are from Paul, actually. This one is 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 4 to 6. This one is to Timothy. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths, but you keep your head in all situations. Timothy, endure hardships. Do the work of an evangelist. Discharge all the duties of your ministry, for I'm already being poured out like a drink offering, and the time for my departure is near. You can sort of feel him saying, Timothy, I fought the good fight, I've finished the race, I've kept the faith. Paul's writing this to a young Timothy, a person that he actually taught, he mentored and loved, and was, of course, coming to the end of his life. Paul knew it. He knew that he was going to be martyred for truth, for what he believed. Remember I said before that this is a scholar, this is an expert that realised he was on the wrong track. Everything he'd learnt made sense when he met Christ. He actually encountered Christ and thought, now I understand, and he had to make a decision what he was going to live for. It was so important, so important to live for the truth that he actually gave his life for the truth. He stood for the truth because he knew it was an opportunity for all men and women. So Paul's encouraging Timothy to do the same and not give up despite the environment, despite the popular view, the condition of society or bad theology. So this so Paul's describing the challenges ahead. We should expect challenges like this. Myths. Keep your head in all situations. Endure hardships. Do the work of evangelist. Distart, dis, dis, um, discharge all the duties of your ministry. And finish the race. Keep the faith. So how's your race going? Is your race a bit tough? Are you fighting in the good fight? 
Are you in the race where your life is based on truth? Or if you're not, have you thought about what you're trusting in and is it threatening you participating in the greatest race? So I'm going to move on to another scripture. This was to the uh, Galatians church in Galatia. Galatians chapter 5, verse 7. And Paul's saying again, he loves racing. He knows, this is, he knows the Christian life is about racing. You're running a good race. Who cut in on you to keep you from obeying the truth? This persuasion is not from him who calls you. Who cut in on you? Some, sometimes people cut in on us. Sometimes they cut in on your lane. And it's really easy to go, that's all, you know, you want to just respond. And that can be an excuse why we don't go on in the truth. You find an excuse. And, they, and look, they might have done the wrong thing. In fact, they would have done the wrong thing. But that's not an excuse for us. Stuff's going to happen in this race. Imagine if uh, John, what if he was tripped? What if someone had purposely moved in his lane and made him fall, hurt his ankle, hurt his knee, put him out of the race? And he, what, if, what would have happened if he had protested? Do you think that would have been the smartest thing to do? The race is just continuing on. No, he, he's running his race. He had to make a decision to keep going, enduring hardships. Don't get, don't get put off course. Because this is a different kind of race, isn't it? Offence. We can get offended. People cut in on your lane. And it doesn't mean that's right. It doesn't give them an excuse. Because, you know, when you, if you look at competition racing, right, when you're racing... If someone does something technically wrong to you, you well, you, you can be a tennis player and start squealing. Oh, you know, and argue with your umpire if you want. But generally, a lot of the sports continue. And sometimes people are disqualified at the end of the race. It's not our job to start pointing the finger and, and spoil our race. We've got to deal with what we can, which is digging deep, knowing we're in a race, not letting something stop us from obeying the truth, as tempting as it is. Because this is a different kind of race. Let me find my space again. So when we fall, we need to continue, even if it's just to crawl. Even if you're injured, keep moving. It's okay to take that pause. It's all right to reassess things, but don't give up in the race. Okay? Why? That represents faith. Faith's easy when things are going great, when you're hurting, especially physically, or if you're carrying a fence. It's a real challenge to maintain the truth and remain faithful. And what are we supposed to do with each other? Like here, a lot of us are Christians, okay. What about those that are injured? What's our job? 
Are you helping people on this race? Or are you just running ahead? Do you want to be number one? What about people around you? This is a different kind of race. We're called to love. We're called to love. Interesting that uh, when we went back to that Galatian one about who cut in on you, he was actually, Paul was actually, one of the things he said, he says, whatever you do, make sure your faith is expressed in love. Everything we do has to be in faith and expression of love. That is a different kind of race. Some of us are going to go well sometimes. All of us are going to have challenges, but we all need each other to be encouraging and expressing our faith in love in this race. So get the bandages on, keep moving. Okay? Wow, we're going great. Let's go to Philippians chapter 3. It's a longer one. Paul speaking again, he says, Not that I've already obtained all this or have arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that which Christ took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind, straining forward what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize to which God has called me heavenward in in Christ Jesus. Notice there it's called. So if you look at the Philippian church at this time, it was, Philippi was like a mini Rome. It was difficult for Christians to live there. And if a bit of background, in, in Rome you were free to have, to worship any god you wanted, which is great, really plural, okay? So it means you could follow that god, follow that god, and, and, and they used to uh, conquer um, groups and, and different um, Countries and allow them to maintain their religious practices oh, on one condition. Yeah, you've got to accept everyone else's. Yep, okay, okay, I'll accept the people. But then the Roman emperor also expected you to think he was God. That caused a real problem. Because the Christians who, like Paul, had met Christ, found truth, realised that this is true could not worship the emperor. They couldn't do it. And, and Paul's writing this to the Philippian church to say, this is the context, this is the challenge. Hang on, maintain, maintain yourself in the race despite the challenges. And he talks about, I press on to the goal to win the prize. What do you think the prize is? Another Fredo here. Actually, I've run out of Fredos. One down there. What's the prize? What do you reckon the prize is? What do you reckon the prize is? Come on, Connect Group, help me. Jesus. Oh, yeah. Uh, it is. The prize here isn't actually necessarily getting saved. The prize here Paul's talking about, he's saying it's a heavenly focus. He's saying... Uh, Keep yourself focused that this race is about heavenly things. It's not about earthly things. 
If this was an earthly race, there'd be a winner. And if you're last, you'd be the, you're a loser. Um, this was about keeping things heavenly focused. Because if it was about being saved, it, mean, it would mean by finishing the race you get saved. No, you're in the race. You're saved. The race is about, maintaining the race is about the prize, which is basically what overcomes sin and death for you. That we've got this great hope outside of this life. Okay? And, and it's important also here to, to say that this is being written to the Philippian church. Wasn't being, this was not written to people outside of Christ. And there's some real powerful imagery here because, and uh, the, they would have understood this because did you know that in the Olympic Games, only Greeks could actually participate in the Olympics? So they would, have they would have understood this language very clear for the Christians. I forgot to mention one little statistic about the Mexican marathon. Eight didn't even start. Professional athletes, eight didn't start. The greatest race is very different to the world's idea of a race. When you set out on this race, it's not about coming first over the finish line. It's starting to finish. Because at the end there's a reward, there's a prize. And the reward and the prize is the great hope and promise that conquers sin and death. Yeah. So where to now? So I'm actually going to finish up now so the band can start coming up. So I've got some things I want to run past you. If you're falling or hurt like our runner, do you need to hear this? If you've got carrying a fence, something been done to you that's actually sidetracked you, wondering whether that's something you need to really consider. And, you know, if you're hurt at the moment, just take yourself back to that video. It's actually okay to stop. It's actually okay to stop and get the bandage on. It's actually okay to crawl. It's okay that you come last. It's okay that you can't maybe race the way everyone else races. And what about, well, all of us? What about finishing together? So are we being outward looking? We're looking around for our brothers and sisters. So how's your race going? And encouraging them and, you know, not judging them on when things are tough. Okay? Maybe in your race it's the wrong company. Maybe although you've committed your life to Christ... There could be like some idols or things going on in your life that are simply not supporting you in the race. Maybe you need to tend to them. Maybe you need to actually get some wise counsel in your life. Are you needing to dig deep and hang in there with other believers 
instead of following the usual patterns of things you're doing. The things that, you know, the physical things that really make you feel good. Is that really the path for you? Because often those things are very short-sighted. Often those things will not deliver. And what you might find is you're actually not on a race where you're doing the laps, you're doing a cross-country. <laughs> you want to avoid those heading down the wrong way. Okay? Are you sort of not committed? Are you a little bit flaky? Are you on the fence when it comes to meeting together? Not you guys. You guys are pretty full on. It's a long weekend and you've come to church. But, but yeah, I want you to think about that. Maybe you need to drive a peg in the ground and say, hey, I'm actually here. This is where I'm planted at the moment and I'm not moving till God tells me to move. And this is not an advert. Maybe some of you need to become hope partners. Maybe you need to put that peg in the ground and say, you know what, I'm actually a part of this place. I'm committed. Yeah. I'm in, you know, I'm a part of this place. We, that's the sort of um, challenge that you need to be a good athlete. Maybe the Holy Spirit is knocking on your heart. Maybe you're being drawn to find out about this race. Maybe you need to start. Whatever your situation is, I'll I'll just finish on this. Whatever the situation, take action. Take action. How do you take action? Write it down. Talk to someone you trust. Challenge some of those behaviours. Challenge some of those patterns. Pull up some of those routines that are not supporting you on this race. Maybe you need to look at how you've been hurt. And there's no excuse for what they've done. But maybe you need to think about your race and what you need. What's the bandage? What's the ointment? And here, it's going to be expressed in love because we're all, we all are going to get injured. So this is the place where you can actually share, you can actually to close people, people you trust, people that can encourage you. Maybe you need to do that. Because, you know, some people are in the habit of just boxing it all in. So seek someone out. Seek someone that uh, can actually encourage you, pray with you, but take action. Yeah. So, look, we're going to finish it there. Let's close in prayer. and We're going to have another song, are we? Awesome. Thank you, Lord, for your word. I thank you that we can rely on your word. Thank you, Lord, that you've called us to a race. We're called. Thank you that you know the story. You know how you've called us. And you're a good God because you just don't tell us to race. You help us race. Thank you for that, Lord. I just ask that your spirit will just guide us, give us wisdom. May we take action. May we be like the person that is saying, I'm finishing. May we be someone that encourages another. I thank you for your word. Thank you for your people. And we honour you in your mighty name, the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.